Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And here we go, another episode of the ML Sports Platter. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. You know what to do. Download, subscribe. Those feedback posts and the five-star reviews, they do help an awful, awful lot. So please do those to help spread the word. We are brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub, home of the best darn Angus burger in town. If you're in and around Central New York, get there for the burgers, the wraps, you name it. Great beers on tap as well. Allen Angus Pub, the official pub of the ML Sports Platter. For more, visit allenanguspub.com and like them on Facebook. A tip of the cap thank you as well to the Whitaker and Swan families, Welch and Company Jewelers, Stanley Law Offices, and our good friends over at Ken's Auto Detailing. Log on now. Uh, to their Facebook page, check out all their awesome specials, Ken's Auto Detailing, inside, outside, they have the ceramic coating, get your car detailed today, let me tell you, when you drive off the lot, you literally feel like you have a brand new car. Let's bring in the terrific ESPN anchor and uh, studio host, he's on Twitter, at Kev Connors ESPN, and uh, for more on Kevin and uh, ESPN, go ahead and visit ESPN.com, of course. Kevin Connors, thanks so much for a few minutes here. Let's go around sports a little bit and chat about the latest and greatest in, in, in ESPN land and, of course, a little Yankee baseball, some Bill's schedule, and, and a little bit more right up your alley and some college basketball in my bonnies, buddy. How are you? Mike, I'm doing great. It's great to talk with you again. So it's just amazing, isn't it, watching games again with fans? I mean, I, you know, I... There was a point during the long, long time, and I know I had Jan during this, where it was, are we going to get him back? When are we going to get him back? And uh, we'll get used to watching games without fans. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I, you flip it back on, it's completely different. When you throw on a game with two Canadian teams in hockey in, in, in the postseason, and and then you throw on the Hurricanes and, and, and Lightning, for example, Kevin, it's it's a completely different world. The fans are back, and it feels good. Right, and, and it felt like it kind of just happened, like, hey, look, there's a full sta- yeah. stadium again, you know, and uh, I, I think I think in the early stages, Mike, we were just so happy to have sports back, right, sure. any any kind of normalcy, hey, wow, we're playing games with recognizable athletes who we cheer for, or boo, or teams, and whatever the case is, and yeah, and then after a while, look again. We we would we'll take a World Series without fans because or with minimal fans because it's a World Series. You know, we'll we'll take these games in the Orlando bubble because what other choice do we have? But listen, 
even a Knicks game, right? You know, which whether you're a Knicks fan or not, it's undeniable that New York is an amazing basketball town and Madison Square Garden is a special place. And so you watch a Knicks playoff game with fans there again and you're like, man, did we, like you said, did did we miss this? This is great to have again. So, boy, uh, it's a, it's incredible the, the small things that we take solace in, something as simple as having fans back in stadiums. But like you said, there's there's nothing like it. This Yankee team, I, I think that they're they are who they are at this point. I mean, it, you can't even use small sample size. Uh, built too much on power, can't get the key hits uh, with guys on base. The pitching actually has been unbelievable, shockingly, outside of really Tyone, who's got a pretty high ERA. Um, but I, I just don't think they're 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 made for the postseason. I, I think this is who they are. That that White Sox series was great in May. You know, they took two or three from Tampa. But then they get swept by Detroit, and they lose games. They, they lost that Sunday game against Baltimore. I think it was 10-6. It was a horrible loss. Um, is is this is this who they are through your eyes? I mean, even if they get better, how much better can they get? Is there going to be any change in the playoffs if they make it? What's your what's your state of the Yankees here, Kevin? It's, it's such a deep answer, Mike, because, listen, you know, who the Yankees are right now, in early June is not who they're going to be in September. We know that Uh, they're going to add pieces. Now, is it going to be Trevor story as Jeff Passan floated to me as a potential option for the Yankees? I'm not sure that they're going to go that route. They could, you know, I can the Yankees bring Trevor story on and then sign him to the kind of contract that he's going to get in the off season, given the, the current financial situation that they have with a couple of guys who are making that kind of money already on long-term deals. I, I don't know. I, I guess if anyone can do it, it's the Yankees, but I'm not sure they're going to, but we know that they're not, they're not going to be the team that plays in the playoffs that they are right now. Okay. So that that's number one. Um, are they going to be dramatically different? Maybe not dramatically different. Or are they going to get the pitching that they've gotten so far. You're right. The pitching has been outstanding. Unbelievable. Kluber before he got hurt was way more than you could have wanted. You know, Tyone has not been great as you said, but Mikey's pitched, which again is more than I think a lot of people thought he would do. Make every start. Obviously Cole has been outstanding. Herman, who I'm not particularly a fan of given what's happened off the field. Uh, Herman's been really good. The bullpen has been, really good. The hitting has, you know, the hitting is blows hot and cold. I don't get too worked up myself over, over a series sweep in Detroit in May. I like that to me, the Yankees are not that team. I think they had a bad weekend. Now, is it disturbing that they don't hit on a regular basis? That is, Mike, I'll tell you what the, the most, the most disturbing thing about this team is to me. The fact that they've got 25 or 26 outs on the bases, most in baseball, and the fact that they hit into the most double plays in baseball, and the fact that they strike out a lot. like Those are three things to me that are real problems that, that are obviously rally killers. They don't have too many rally starters on the team. Those are the more troubling things to me than losing a, a, an off weekend series in Detroit, frankly. But look, they're, are they capable of getting hot and making a run and being as good as anyone in the American League? Yeah, they are. Or are they capable of, of losing in a short wild card series? There's no question. 
the base paths, it's, 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 it's deplorable. I mean, you know, I, there's so many examples I can bring up. You know, you think about the, the, the game against Tampa, you know, the Frazier walk-off. You know, in that game, I mean, <laughs> Gary Sanchez is on second base, and I think Andujar is up, and he hits a ball. I mean, Kevin, this is like, this is like routine Little League stuff, man. Like, the, the guy's on second base, the ball's getting hit right to the shortstop. You wait, and you go back to second until the throw is made. You don't, you don't take off on contact, especially, you know, not having two outs. These examples are just so crazy. It almost seems like this team also... You know, Clint Frazier this year at times forgets how to play baseball. Gary Sanchez with errors across the board, and I've had enough of the guy to begin with. Plus all the injuries, plus just the there's just so much carelessness. It almost comes from the top on down. Do you see this team and just see just not a lot of, I don't know, they just don't seem like they're in it, their heads are in it, and they're having fun playing the game. It, they just seem kind of like out there. You know, and I wonder what that's a product of. Like, I can't pin it on Aaron Boone. Now, everyone bears some responsibility, and I'm not absolving Aaron of all of it, but I'm also not laying it all at his feet. You know, I mean, these are these are major league players. There has been uh, there have been some moves to try to hold players accountable, but at some point, you know, you you can't bench guys uh, forever, right? Um, the, the 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 roster is what it is, and it's not like in college basketball where you can say so and so doesn't know the system. He's not running the plays. He's not giving maximum effort. Coach so and so needs to bench him. It's not like that in professional sports, and certainly not in baseball. Now you could sit a guy for a game or two and try to send a message. Extended periods, you know, it doesn't happen. Like so. I mean, you know, a guy like Clint Frazier, it's it's mystifying because it's not just the legendary bat speed that everyone's talked about. We've seen him perform and at times carry this team in years past with his hitting. That, that hasn't happened yet uh, prior to this, the, the, the game against Tampa Bay where he hits the walk-off home run. Um, that, that's, that's disturbing. The stuff on the bases drives you nuts. The fielding, Labor Torres in the field sometimes, you know, oh. I said in the offseason, the move that I wanted the Yankees to make was to go get Andrelton Simmons. That's who I wanted to. Yep. 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 Play him at short. That's who I wanted. He's a steady glove. He's Mm -hmm. not going to make any mistakes. If you get anything from him at the plate, it's gravy. You play Glaber at second, so he doesn't have to worry about fielding probably the most important defensive position on the field outside of catcher. And then you play LeMahieu at first, and you get whatever you get. I I, would have traded Boyd, but that's that's me. Yep, me too. Uh, but, of course, this doesn't happen, and now the situation is what it is. And um, the, the, it's it's the fielding mistakes and the base running mistakes, which, Mike, are largely controllables. And those are the things that bother me the most about this team right now. And I, I, I suppose on some level they're correctable, but it's disturbing that a team like the Yankees in June is still making those mistakes. What's crazy about Glaber, too, is – when the Yankees, I thought Cashman finally had it figured out. When they traded Chapman and Andrew Miller in 2016, and they got a bulk of prospects, including Clint Frazier from Cleveland, they get Glaber Torres from the Cubbies. I'm saying, okay, here we go. Like he's finally got it. He knows they need to be retooled. They arrived a little bit early, you know. And he goes and gets Stanton. And in that, in that, in that uh, uh, acquisition, they trade Starlin Castro. 
you know, to Miami and and also made an excuse like, well, hey, we had to do that. I mean, two, twofold, right? Like it, it, it was too easy. It was too good to pass up to get John Carlos Stan. He's an MVP. Come on, I'll bet the guy's going to be great. Well, no, because a lot of it has to do with the fit, number one. Number two is it was, well, hey, guess what we also did in this trade? We made room for Glaber Torres. He can just come right up now. There's no roadblock. We don't have to battle and platoon with two players. Kevin, Glaber doesn't even play second base at this point. And so that, that part of that trade has also gone down the toilet. I think the Stanton trade, as you said, was this is too good to be true. We're getting this guy for 50 cents on the dollar. Um, I think it was at the time where we were where, where organizations were falling in love with the launch angle, exit velo, home runs are the way to win. Uh, and so I think that it was let's jump and get this guy. And you know, listen, there have been times, as we've seen, where Stanton is as electric as any any hitter in baseball. I mean, he, last postseason was was unbelievable and we've seen it at times here this season and then there are the inevitable uh, endless trips to the il you know how long can you count on having him for or how many times can you strike out in a big spot and i and listen i hate to say it yankee fans are just going to have to live with this for the for the next six seven years because because that's what it's going to be. And it's going to hamstring you from making trades, I think, like a Trevor Story. Sure. Where that, that, that would be a logic. In years past, That George would have gotten Trevor Story. And he would have given up the prospects. And you would have paid him for the big-term contract. But listen, you know, at some point you're going to have to pay Aaron Judge. Uh, the Yankees aren't going to let Aaron Judge walk. I, I got news for you. They're going to keep him in the mix. Now, I don't know if it's going to be... On a on a twelve year three hundred fifty million dollar deal, it's not going to be. But the Yankees are not going to let Aaron Judge walk. They've got Garrett Cole lined up three hundred million dollars. You're you're in the middle of a three hundred million dollar deal with with Stanton. Look at the Hicks point. contract. Hicks is he's on the books for another what four or five years? Astronomical money. You've got you're tied up in a lot of things. Yeah. So I, you know the Trevor Story thing sounds great, and would he help this team in twenty twenty one? Yeah, but. Are you gutting your system to get that guy and then not paying him? Or are, or are you paying him and locking up another guy to a huge contract? I'd be awfully surprised. There's no doubt. And I think that it's really disturbing, too. I mean, all these guys, you know, again, they're getting injured. Voight's hurt. Hicks is gone for the year. Stanton's had the injury problems already. I don't know. I, I think what you said earlier is interesting because – I actually do think this is who this team is, e- even though it's June. Are they going to be the exact same team in September, a team that's you know going to get swept by the time? No. But I think that this version, you look at all these players, and they're all like little examples of what the team really is as a whole. It's a splash here, a splash there, a classic walk-off win against Tampa, beating the White Sox but then you know in three, and then getting swept by Detroit, and, and everything kind of in between just doesn't, seem to come together. Stanton's good for three, four games, and he's bad for 20 games. Like, I actually happen to think that this is the team that 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 is here to stay in 2021 and possibly beyond, and therefore, in the playoffs, they're not built the right way to win every single day. They're not built, you know, to win and make that deep run, you know? They're not built that way. 
that that's fair. Here's here's what I would say, and I don't, Mike, I, I don't entirely disagree with you, but here's what I would say as a counterpoint to that: Who in the American League is? Well, that's the other that that's that's one thing I brought up this year is that is that the the the, the door is open for the Yankees, the window is open for the Yankees because the American League is so down. I'll tell you who. I'll tell you, there's two teams probably. Tampa's one of them. I mean, Tampa just keeps figuring it out. And I actually think Houston, even though they're a few games over 500 as we record this, I think Houston is going to be there in the end. Those are the two teams I would give you. And both of those are are quite possible. And, you know, if we're playing this back in October, would I be surprised if either one of those teams make the World Series? I wouldn't. But I'll also tell you this. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if either one of those teams uh, bowed out in the in the wild card round. In other words, now I'm not buying the Red Sox as being as good as they've been for the first two months. I mean, I I think that I think Alex Cora is a phenomenal manager, and he's he's a, he's a wonderful guy. Things have happened. I know that you know, and that's it, it's it's uh, it's indefensible. I know Alex. He's he is a sweetheart of a guy, and he's obviously a tremendous manager. I don't know that the Red Sox have the pitching to carry this for the next five months, four or five months, okay? Four months, I guess. Um, the Rays are good. They, they're, they're such a well-run organization. But do they sustain it again and make a deep run into October? I don't know about that. The White Sox are, are good, but listen. They've had injuries, right? I mean, you know, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez not coming back this year. Uh, Can they sustain that through us? So in other words, what I'm getting at is there's no team in the American League that's running away with it. There's no team that you say there's no way the Yankees can beat them. I I I think the Yankees are capable of making a World Series run as much as they're capable of being eliminated early on. And I think that's true of just about every contender in the American League. ESPN's Kevin Connors, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter. Give him a follow on Twitter, of course, at Kev Connors ESPN. Before we get to the Bills 2021 schedule and, and some other things going on with, with our beloved football team, uh, what's the latest and greatest to, you know, ESPN? Obviously, I catch you uh, quite a bit on, on the big screen. A uh, lot of studio hosting, right, these days? It is. It's You know what? Um, it's uh, my, my, my approach is... Uh, tell me where to go and I'll be there and I'll give you maximum effort and I'll do uh, the very best job I can and, and, and hope that, <laughs> and hope that that's uh, as good as, as most. I, I got to call uh, a major league game the other day. I had uh, twins Orioles. From yeah, Baltimore, that's right. Four, 14th consecutive loss for the Orioles. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah. they ended that, that streak. Uh, I really have enjoyed calling baseball games. It's, it's a totally different speed, obviously, it's a lot uh, more storytelling. It's a lot more conversational. It's been a lot of fun. Um, primarily, I am in studio, like you said, whether it's halftime of college football or college basketball games or doing in-game upga- updates on Major League Baseball, sports centers here and there. Uh, so uh, kind of, you know, have Mike will travel, if you will. And I, I you know, it's it's the opportunities that are available at ESPN are fantastic. And, and trust me, I'm not telling you that every single day is is a celebration, but most of the time you walk into that building and you say, man, I am lucky to be here, and I don't take any of it for granted. By the way, i got to ask you this. What, what do you see when you watch Vlad Guerrero Jr. play baseball? 
a supreme hitter, uh, you know, a guy who, like his dad, um, hits balls well that most can't get to. Um, you know, I, I hope that as a baseball fan, as a Yankee fan, I don't want to see him succeed, but as a fan of baseball, obviously I do. And I hope that this is the version of Vlad in terms of fitness that we get throughout mm-hmm. his career. Yeah, to me, he, he had ballooned to a point where you say, whoa, this is a young guy. And, you know, with all the injuries there seem to be to stars in baseball these days, how, you know, how long can you continue doing that? So he's obviously addressed that. He's trimmed down. He's been fantastic. Mike, how many great, I mean, I'm not talking good, how many great young stars are there in baseball right now? And just, just take a look at the home run leaders. And it's like every one of the guys at the top of baseball right now are under the age of 26. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, I hope it continues for, as a, from a baseball fan standpoint because he can do things with the bat. He can hit the ball places that most human beings can't. I saw him hit a ball <laughs> in Syracuse a couple years ago. Standing behind home plate, you know, it was in between when I had to go out and do on-field stuff. He gets up there. Every time he was up, I tried to just freeze and just even – even for you know the work uh, and the job that I had to do, people would be asking me questions or so. And I was like, "God, could you just, just man, Vlad's up? Like, can we just hold on a second? But you know, it, so but in this particular spot, I was frozen. Nobody was bothering me. I just watched, and he hit a ball. I'm telling you, the sound of this, the bat on the ball. He hit a ball to right center field. It was an absolute cannon shot. Soars over the wall, and you know the wall is deep in Syracuse, like 400, 400 feet maybe to center field, and, and left and right center are, are deep as well. And it goes over the greenway, and it just goes over like the trees, and it just it just disappeared. Unbelievable. I, you know, the, the quick story that I can tell you about him is this: two years ago, two summers ago, I was fortunate I got to cover the All Star Game in in Cleveland. I was there. And, um, he did the. He was part of the home run derby, and yeah. you know. Obviously, there are tons of major leaguers on the field, and they're watching it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting like 15, 20 feet away from Clayton Kershaw, and, yeah. you know, players of that ilk, right? <laughs> and everyone's watching, of course. It's, you, there's spectators there. But there was a different level of attention when Vlad was hitting the ball. And like you said, the sound was different. Oh. And, like, when that happens, you know that when, when – when peers are paying that close attention, you know you're watching something special, and he's that. He really is. And that Blue Jays team, you know, if they can if they can ever find pitching, um, that's a that is a loaded lineup. They, they really are fun to watch. They're yeah, they are. And I mean, I love you know Bichette, Biggio, and Vlad Jr. All came through. You know, Buffalo. I had an opportunity to see them to cover them, and uh, you know, look, I mean. Their fathers. You mentioned Vlad Senior, you know, and and Biggio and Bichette. Two of the three are in the Hall of Fame, and they just you, you learn at an early age how to be a professional. Patrick Mahomes is doing the same thing right now. His dad was a pro- professional baseball player. These guys learn from their dads. They're around the atmosphere, around the clubhouse. They see the work ethic, and once they get into that, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, they're all in. They're buying in. I think that's a big part of it. You know, growing up in it. And, and it being a part of your life, a fabric of your life, that's a big deal. Watching dad wanting to be, not necessarily dad, but like, hey, look at the professionalism. If I'm going to make it, I got to do what dad's doing. And I think that's a huge, huge part of it. And the genetics don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Let's wrap up quick on the Bills. Uh, 
man, I know how fired up you are for the season. I am as well. Expectations are through the roof. Uh, give me, give me a little bit on the schedule here. What do you like? What do you dislike? There's not much I dislike on the schedule outside of the early buy here, Kevin. You know what? What what concerns me a little bit is if we're not ready to go, or if there's a a, a training camp injury. You know, we hit the ground running, and by that I mean. There's obviously there are no homecoming games in the NFL. Even the bad teams, quote unquote, are are tough to beat. And that's just the way the modern NFL is set up. But three of the first four games are home games. And as you know, Mike, in the NFL, you have to win your home games. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we better be ready to go in week one against Pittsburgh. Because after that, you got a division game in Miami, and then two more home games. That's and right. again, you know, if you say, "Well, we just we didn't play well today," or "So and so was banged up," or "We were a little sloppy out of the gates," then you're then you're swimming upstream to get back in it. Now, having said that, I mean, when's the last time, as Bills fans, we went into a season with this level of expectation? I'm telling you. Even last year, it was, I think we can be good. You know, I, I think we can win the division this year. Sure. And and this year, it's, we're going to win the division. I think we can win the Super Bowl. Right, right, right. Uh, that, that, that's a different. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and, and Mike, guess what? Like, I welcome that. Thank God. Me too. You know, thank God. I, I like being in this position. I like it. Be, Lord knows we were in the other position for long enough. So. Thank God we're in this position. Thank God we can say let's let's not be afraid to have expectations. And I, I could spend the next half hour telling you how much this regime um, has done virtually everything right. I, I am such a fan of Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, the way that they've been allowed to do things, but the way that they've done things. It's been it's been we've waited long enough for it, but thank God we've got the regime in place that we do. I like the idea of bringing the band back together, too, don't you? I mean, why not give it another shot with these guys who know each other, love each other, one game away from the Super Bowl, cohesion, chemistry. Uh, uh, you've got a, nor- a little bit more of a normal schedule this year. You're going to have a training camp. You have OTAs. You have rookie camp. You know what? Like, bring the band back together. Get these guys back. Get Williams back, Feliciano back, Milano back, McKenzie back. You know, like, trust in Dawson Knox, you know? Uh, uh, I like that, and, and and these guys coming in, Russo and, and Basham and company, I think they're going to be studs. You know what, get the rookies in, get them to learn the Bills' way and what this regime has been all about. But by doing that, you know, you've got the guys who did it last year, and that's just one year removed from, you know, a game one win away from reaching the Super Bowl. I, I love the fact they're bringing the band back together. Three quarters away from winning the Super Bowl, right? I mean, we played so well in the first quarter in Kansas City. Yeah, and look, Mike, that sends a message to the rest of the locker room that, you know, we are investing in the guys who, uh, you know, who we brought on board, who helped us get to this point. I, I, I really like that. Um, I don't think, by the way, that, that the Bills are done making moves. Obviously, they cleared a little cap space yesterday. I, I've seen people who have been saying, let's go get Julio Jones. I, I just, I don't know that that's the kind of move that the Bills are going to make. It, it, it's never really been... Brandon Bean's mo, even the Diggs trade, you know that 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 wasn't 
that wasn't the kind of move that a Julio Jones move would be at this point. And the Diggs trade obviously was was transformational for the organization. I mean, he's been he's been exceptional with the Bills. Uh, was exceptional a season ago, but um, I, I don't see them going and getting Julio Jones. I do see them potentially going and getting a a, a veteran tight end, possibly like a Zach Ertz, or seeing what happens in camp and 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 laying low, and then maybe going and getting someone prior to the start of the season. But listen, they've, the the front office has done things the right way, in my opinion, from the jump. You know, getting rid of guys who were very high draft picks, who at the time Bills fans were saying, "Why are we trading this guy?" Well, guess what? It wasn't working with those individuals. What we got back enabled us to get the stars that we have right now. I'm so on board with everything. that. And one last thought. People have said to me, hey, what do you think about the Bills draft? What kind of grade would you give the Bills draft? And I'm, I'm saying to myself, listen, I would be bald-faced lying to you if I told you I watched a lot of Greg Russo in college individually, okay? Um, I'm aware of him. I'm aware of Boogie Basham. I did not watch copious amounts of tape on these guys while they were playing college football. But here's my answer. I trust Brandon Bean, okay? So if he felt those were the guys to go get, I'm on board. Yeah, I, I, I'm thrilled with it as well. You know what? I have to sneak in something. Give me one minute on the Bonnies. I you, I know how hard you are into the college basketball. You got that great segment as well. You highlight a lot of the mid-majors, the small schools. <laughs> My Bonnies, you want to talk about expectations for the Bills. This is the most anticipated basketball season for St. Bonnie in in decades upcoming. I mean, there, there's a chance here coming off another tournament win. They won the A-10 regular season title. They won the tournament title. The chance people are, I mean, they're going to be in the top 15 or 20 in, in the preseason rankings, Kevin. And people think they could be a team that could make a Final Four run next March. Can the Bonnies handle the expectations? We're about to find out. You know, that, that's a, that, that is a really, really good league that they play in. I mean, I think, you know, from the mid-major level, which you're right, I, I love I love digging in on that. Um, yeah, the Atlantic 10 is a really yeah. good league. So they will be tested. It will not, if, if, if they, if they get to that point, it won't be easy. But I, I think it's so funny when you see all these big time jobs open up and the candidates that are floated around. And, and, you know, one name I said, I'm like, Teams won't do it because he's not 35. But if you wanted to really hire a guy at a at a power five school to take over and and have a major impact, it would be Mark Schmidt. And you know the job that he's done there at the school has been fantastic. Um, to be able to get that level of talent at a at a mid major level conference at a program that is you know. That is not a traditional mid-major powerhouse. It's a good program. It's not a it's not a traditional uh, powerhouse mid-major program. I think it's fantastic. He continues to go and get guys. I love it. And 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 guess what? It putting some pressure on the other team that we root for in upstate New York and Syracuse because um, you're right. We may be going into next season with. St. Bonaventure ranked higher than Syracuse. That that's that's saying something. And by the way, there's no 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 Mark Schmidt Power Five program. Don't don't do that. Don't listen to Kevin. <laughs> just stay where just stay where you are. Keep BC. Keep screwing up the hires. Just leave Mark Schmidt alone. Leave him an Olean. 
You don't need to hire him. That's not a good move. Don't 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 push that one. By the way, the Bonnies, their out of conference schedules we record this just came down from John Rothstein of CBS Sports. They've added Northern Iowa for a home and home series next season in Olean, and they've got Vatech on the schedule this year too. So the wow. out of conference slate looks really, really good. ESPN's Kevin Connors. Give him a follow on Twitter at Kev Connors ESPN. Kevin, this was amazing as I expected. Great to have you back and continued success your way. Mike, same to you, man, anytime. I always enjoy chatting with you. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Stanley Law Office's Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. If you're in and around Central New York, stop by for lunch and dinner and Fish Friday every week on Grubhub, Facebook, and Instagram. Go follow the social pages as well. Rosie's Corner, by the way, is also hiring. So go check out the Facebook page there if you need a job in central New York. Right in front of the Brewerton Bridge, Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Big tip of the cap, thank you as well to CNY Electrical and Prestwick Golf. Kevin Connors, ESPN, amazing. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, By providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.